And so I've created a brand new Visionary Retreat Leaders Checklist. This is pure gold, folks. This is all stuff that I have learned through my own planning processes over the last 10 years that I've been delivering retreats. So if you want to get your hands on a copy, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, www.theallisonk.com. Click on the can work with me icon, work with me, which is on the left-hand side. If you go to my website and click it and you start scrolling down the page and there'll be a pop-up window that will appear and you can just put your email address in and we'll be glad to send it to you. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is an amazing free offer. This is worth its weight in gold. And quite honestly, I see a lot of people charging a lot of money for the stuff that I'm just giving to you for free. So go get your hands on it. I would love to get your feedback, see what you think, but definitely take it as a free gift from me because I really believe in over-delivering and over-sharing. And I just want you to be able to have it so that you can start using it and planning your own retreats and events. So take advantage. I would love to hear what you think. I'm Allison Katzkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale or the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody. This is Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. Today, I have Emma Burton with me coming to me live from the UK, and we are going to talk about the ways that she creates client experiences and really what what is really a pretty unique niche for her. Um, Right now in the client experience space, there's a lot of terms being thrown around, around mindset, around, um, you know, how to free yourself of baggage that's holding you back, et cetera, et cetera. But what Emma does is really specific and unique. And so I wanted to make sure that we gave her a chance to talk about that. Thank you so much for joining me today. That's my pleasure. It's really lovely to speak to you today. Absolutely. So please introduce yourself before we get into talking about what it is that you do to my audience. So I'm Emma Burton, and I think the 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 latest title I found for myself that seems to really fit is I'm the Shakti Igniter. Shakti and Igniter. That sounds me, really like cutting edge. Yeah, well, the Shakti is like, you know, I've been involved in the yoga world for many, many years and love the Sanskrit terminology, but Shakti is like that female power. Mm-hmm. And so I help women become like their most empowered self. So mm-hmm. clearing the blocks out of the way and really finding that power and that passion and that, um, you know, get them lined up with their North star so that they're, they're being their most authentic self. Mm-hmm. And we can all be coached and trained by so many different people, but sometimes it can feel like we're, we're trying to be more like them. And actually what I really do is, is help them line up with what lights them up. Yeah. So you really help them, put them on the path to helping them find their purpose really is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. I would imagine by the time people get to you, they've probably taken a few courses. They've probably worked with other gurus. They've probably like tried to figure it out themselves, but they keep finding themselves in the same spot. 
Yeah, I think, well, that's life, isn't it? You know, we can, well, yeah, true. we can find ourselves with the same experience, but in a different relationship, whether it be how we're treated by our boss or how we're treated by our father or how we show up in a relationship. So what I do is a few different things. I do a lot of muscle testing for mindset. So I can really focus on rather than people tell me what it is that they think is keeping them stuck. Mm -hmm. It's like we pinpoint what it is that's in their subconscious. So we bring stuff to the surface and in the Sanskrit terms, the, there's the samskaras. We, we find those samskaras, which is like the veil, the cloak that we bring, whether it's from childhood trauma. Or- yeah. Almost like a mask is what I hear some people say. I'm, I'm showing up and, but I feel like I have to have this mask on all the time. Yeah. And just digging through that so that we can just let them shed some layers so that actually their, their energy is really transformed. You know, we clear limiting beliefs and we find out what sort of the underlying fears are so that, for example, if somebody was wanting to get their business out there, but they were really struggling with seeing themselves on camera and they kind of like their shyness was, was a block to them actually shining you know, I can help them overcome and find out what it is that's causing that Mm -hmm. so that we can just help them to move through that. So they can literally turn their video on and feel completely fine about it. Okay. Interesting. So Mm. do you mostly then work with other business owners or do you work with people who are saying in jobs that maybe they aren't feeling fulfilled by anymore and they're looking for what's next? Yeah. So the, the kind of, Theme is people who feel really stuck, whether that's somebody stuck in the rat race and hating what they do and wanting to actually, you know, leave and set up their own business, or if it's business people who want to get to the next level. But the other line of people I've worked with for many years is people who are struggling with fertility and they're, you know, trying every single thing they can do, um, but actually they're stuck with that for some unknown reason. And so I help them with the mindset and the energy and because they get more and more stressed, the more and more they try. Right. Right. The more you, what you focus on grows, right? Yeah. 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 So tell me a little bit then before we get into how you, how you do a, a client experience, talk to me a little bit about how you got started in this business. I'm guessing that maybe you probably have done this work on your own and now you're wanting to share that with other people. Yes. So I got brought up by a mum who was really kind of out there. She was really um, holistic. So she trained as a homeopath when we all went to school and she was, she had a small holding and she, you know, made her own butter and she was, she was this really amazing woman. But um, so she tried to bring us up with natural remedies and, you know, getting us to overcome what was keeping us small. So she was amazing. Um, and sadly she passed away when she was 52, which was about 19 years ago now. Mm. Um, and it feels like I kind of, I was always interested in what she was into. So Mm. when I left school, I trained as a massage therapist, aromatherapist, reflexology, and always went down that holistic route. Mm -hmm. But the yoga was the real thing for me because I had this, it was undiagnosed, but what, what is body dysmorphia? So I had this huge, loud, hate of myself, my body, my everything. And Mm -hmm. so I had to find a way that would quieten that voice that was Mm. so hateful 
all of the time to me. Hmm. So yoga was my way in because the first ever yoga class I went to, I just were, I was so relaxed, so peaceful. And I was, I came back and spoke to my mum. I was like, how does that work? Like for the first time ever in my life. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you found a sense of peace. Yeah. It was a feeling that you got and you were like, I want more of that. Yeah. That is good for you. There's no side effects. Mm -hmm. And I was so, I, you know, the first session I was totally hooked. Isn't quite the right word, but I was fascinated and I couldn't understand how that worked. So, you know, became well, trained as a yoga teacher, never wanted to be a yoga teacher because I was very shy, but actually, you know, I was led and then just did more and more courses and, you know, you're interested in something, so you learn something else. And right. it becomes, really becomes a journey into who we are, really yeah. what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I love learning, you know, there's so many, so many of us that just learn something and want to know more and more. So it all Well, it's has- interesting you say that um, because- in the in entrepreneurship, I believe, is just a consistent journey into fig, into getting to know ourselves more and more. It's like it's like the most lifelong intensive course in personal development you'll ever take. Yeah. And I ended up setting up a yoga studio um the year I turned 40. I'd wanted to do that for a long time, but I'd okay. recently got was getting divorced and had two little ones. And I was like, do you know what? I want to do this now. I really yeah. want to do this. Put all of my sort of energy from feeling sad about my divorce and everything into a creative thing and make my dream come true. And I learned yeah. so much about myself about actually like creating my dream and having a premises and hiring some people. And it was so amazing. It was absolutely wonderful. But then when I had that a few years later, you know, uh, the next thing and, you yeah. know, people more than yoga, they wanted to talk to me before and after class and help me with this issue and that issue. And that's what led me on the journey to, you know, dive into the Akashic records and yeah. the, the muscle testing. Well, and- it's so interesting that you, that you talk about it like that, because, you know, I've spent my career in the health and fitness space and, you know, it obviously working on your health and fitness is so much more than what you're actually doing physically, which is a lot of what I'm hearing you say. And a lot of what I found with my clients early on was in having conversations about where they were in their life and what they were struggling with, you know, it, it a lot of it was just unwinding kind of the thought patterns. And then yeah. we just happened to do it in a workout, you know, so, and you were doing a lot of the same things. You were just doing it through yoga, it sounds like. Yeah. And what I used to love about the yoga class was it would be, I'd end up teaching yoga with my Akashic records opening and you get all this like lovely channeling and stuff come through, but it was sort of helping to change the energy in the room. Yeah. You know, really if someone came in in a quite a spiky mood and that, that vibration was kind of filling the space, like as the leader of a class, it was really amazing to be able to kind of almost like conduct the energy, not from a controlling way, but just like talking to, what they might be saying to themselves and bringing yeah. it. And yeah, it was just so wonderful. Well, and you know what, as a, as a teacher, and I mean, my, I'm a natural teacher at heart. I've taught at a, a women's college here where I live for the last, I just finished my 25th year on faculty. And, um, and you know, a lot of that energy comes from learning to read the room, right? Mm-hmm. And you learn to kind of sense where people are and you can, you just, you can't really explain it. Or one of my favorite sayings is I can't put my finger on it, but I feel like it's there. Right. And, but you yeah. just kind of feel like something's moving and you're just, 
you're just kind of like trusting yourself that you can, you know, find a way to make it all work at the same time. Brilliant. Yeah. But it got to a time, I mean, COVID kind of killed my business, um, but it was almost a blessing as well because I've taught yoga for 20 years and it was the other stuff that I want to be focusing on now because you get to a point where you can do things almost with your eyes closed and not, you know, it's not saying I don't love it, but I hear you. I hear you. I did that too, because I was used to doing, you know, 70, 80% of my business one way like you, you know, and then you just, you sort of get this inkling that, you know, I want to be doing some other things. You're not quite sure what it looks like. And you just kind of keep going and just, you just trust that the universe is going to show you the way. Right. And I think the pandemic did that for a lot of us. Really did. It really, you know, so many blessings came out of the the squeeze. I think what, what I was finding with yoga as well, it's like, it, I could help lots of people feel better that day. Yeah. But actually, as soon as people left the yoga studio, potentially not everyone, but would go back to the same old stuff, you know, the same old yeah. kind of thought patterns and the same old beliefs. And and I really wanted to take my work deeper mm-hmm. and really like rather than lots of people all at once helping, you know, one person, but for a, a longer period of time to really make a life change. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And, you know, as, as you, and I know, you know, this, but it's, it's about being able to practice literally being a different version of yourself on a regular basis. So it's more than just talking about it. You know, we have to, you know, put the action steps and the patterns that go with it. And, you know, you don't really do that unless you have someone kind of guiding you. I don't think at least as well, because our human brains won't really allow us to do that. No. And I actually, um, we might come to this later, but I was working with clients just sort of on a one-off here and there, mm-hmm. but it was frustrating for me because one session is really great. Yeah. Actually, it just peels back a little bit of the layers. Yeah, exactly. Now don't really do one-off sessions. I will, you know, for an introductory so they can see how I work. But what I do is work for people over a long period of time, like yeah. three or six month commitment, because then you yeah. really get to know people and you don't yeah. have to like sort of crack the the shell each time you've got the, yes. the session you you pick up where you left off and you go deeper and you go no deeper. I get that yeah I because also- I mean honestly change takes time you know mm-hmm. it's like the client who comes to me and says well I just need you to show me what to do well they're not in it for the long haul if that's the case because the it's a very small percentage of people that like can execute and do things on their own and stay focused and all that this is this is why we get so much further along the way when we have support. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. And people have to trust you and trust the process a little bit. But what I find so helpful, because often with the work I do, you know, there's tears and there's memories and um, things come up, but always get the client to book the next session so that their energy feels supported you know, if they feel like they've really been through it for a session, some sessions are lighter, but, but their energy system knows that they're held. And so we've always got the next one in and that really helps the the healing and the processing. And yeah, it's amazing. Like when you book a session, often you feel better, don't you? Because you've, you've just taken it. Like you've taken a step, right? You've taken a step toward you know, getting clarity or whatever it is that you're looking for. So, well, let's talk a little bit about how you structure your container. You know, I'm, I love how you say, I only do the longer term commitments because you, you're obviously a product of your product, right? And you want to show people that, you know, look, 
it's a journey, you know, and, and we get so much further when we make the commitment to ourselves. Hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And the first session usually is just me listening and taking loads and loads of notes. Mm -hmm. And usually that's, you know, 75 minutes to 90 minutes just to really get like all that's virtual or in person or both. It's actually all the work I do is, is virtual. Yeah. You don't do any in person now at all. I don't do any. I mean, I do some workshop things, but yeah, it tends to be most of the people that I work with are over in the States rather than local to me. I don't know why. Um, Hmm. Just seems to be the the way it is, which actually fits in really well with my life and the kids and. Oh, school I get and- that. It, the the online space just gives us tremendous flexibility and security for the long haul, right? right. But I personally, and we'll we'll get to this in a little while. But personally, I I really feel like in person just adds a whole nother element to which I can totally see in your line of work. But anyway, talk a little bit more about your container. Yeah. So the first session, I'll be just taking notes. And then what I actually do is I go away. And so I work with with my Akashic Records. And so I'm calling in my divine team and asking for some guidance. So there's lots of different things that I do, like sacred womb healing or some money block work. There's all these Mm -hmm. different sort of sessions that I do and I actually go away and open my Akashic records and make a plan with what's going to work best for them and I get the first month or so couple of months I sort of get down what what it is we're going to be doing in their um you know container whether it be three months Mm -hmm. or six months Mm -hmm. and then line up the first few months um and then I just free flow a little bit but make sure that I've okay gone back over everything because when you work with people other things come up don't they totally, and they don't totally. Know that that's well and that. I also think that you can sense when there's more to something that somebody's sharing too but a lot of that I think is on us as the coach or the practitioner to really be able to sense and trust ourselves and our abilities that we can actually it's a, a lot of time the, the way I like to put it is it's often what's not said you know, that really gives us more feedback. Yeah. And I think often as well, asking the questions that you're almost nervous to ask or, you know, digging deeper. So you, it's not always comfortable, but actually it needs to not always. Change never is. No. Change never is comfortable. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. The longer, the longer thing helps too. And yeah. I also love working on Zoom with the with this sort of work because each session is very different, but people don't have to have their game face on quite as much as if they parked the car, walked through the street, you know, came and sat down. You're almost, you know, seeing mm-hmm. them in their own comfortable space. So they've already. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Then often I'll take them through like a an inner journey where they really go into what feels like another sort of state of being or other realm like really really relaxed Mm -hmm. you know whether it's a past life healing or something and they don't have to get up and get going straight away either they can actually marinate in that kind of tenderness and that space for a little while um so I find it it's really helpful I you know down the line I want to do some retreats and some in-person things but I do find zoom is great for well, it is. And it, it's, it does amazing things for us in terms of helping us reach more people. But that being said, I'm just imagining like, you know, 
how much more magical an experience would be in person um, because mm-hmm. you, the, there's just no energy like it. Um, you know, there there is a little bit, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a little bit that I sense when I'm online with somebody that I, sometimes I feel like I have to dig a little deeper. And when I'm in person with somebody, I don't feel like I have to do that quite as much. Yeah, well, it's funny because... I think my psychic skills have really come online in the last three years. I've always been empathic and, you know, leading a yoga class would get the senses. But but really, when I'm on a Zoom call with somebody, I get such clear downloads for them. And when I'm in a personal space with somebody like a friend or somebody who comes around and wants a session, it's very, very different. And I'm so used to doing this on Zoom it's almost like there's nothing that gets in the way, you know, body mm. language. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah, literally getting things dropped in and, and it's, it's, I find it so easy to, um, to run the session and to kind of have those really strong boundaries mm. around yeah. space that I'm holding for people. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've got really used to doing it like this. Yeah. It sounds like it. It sounds like you're, you're, you've really kind of found a groove and you're able to really master it. Um, so I'm I'm wondering when you take a long container, is there like a and I know every person is probably different, but do you have like a standard container of time that you recommend like somebody commit to at first, or do you have an average length of time that you think works you know most optimally? I'm just curious. Yeah, well, six months is is my favorite length of time to work with yeah. one person because so much change can happen although I I am feeling like next year potentially I'm going to have a a 12-month group program Uh Mm -hmm. Um, I do less groups now I've just run a three-month group which I absolutely loved Um, but yeah I think my my really juicy spot is that six months with one person they they sign up again for another six months but I kind of want that commitment from them because they're committing themselves no no I understand that that makes sense and then all of your work right now is just one-on-one or are you are you still doing groups yeah well I I don't have a group at the moment I'm in between groups I see okay but you do have a group program but you're just kind of on a hiatus between the two right now I'm about to do a one month and yeah just this precise second I'm in between Okay. But you are, when, when is the next time? So you do a six month, you do a three, as your so three months as your group. Three months was that group. And then I'm going to actually do this, um, a one month, like a 30 day intensive, just focusing on manifesting money and clearing money blocks and all of that. Cause there's so much going on around that at the moment. There so is. I'm so, you know, the media and all of this, and it's so negative, I actually just want to do like a, a 30 day. So I'm kind of working on that and it's hmm. going to be over a 30 day forever. intensive group. It sounds like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like where everybody's in this, we're all in this together for 30 days kind of mentality. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then next typically year, your groups are, are, not, are not 30 days. They're longer. You're just kind of yeah. doing this to see what happens. Yeah. Just, just to play and change the okay. energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it sounds like you have, you know, a, the group model is probably priced at a different point and your one-on-one is probably your higher level offer. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. And do you find that there's, you, do you find that there's, you know, adequate interest and demand for the group or do you find with the deep work that you do that people prefer to work with you individually? Yeah, I think I do. Well, I do. I do more individual work at the moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's frustrating because some people, you know, prices is a, is a 
is a stop for some people. So yeah. it's nice yeah. to have the groups that they can yeah. participate in if they yeah. want to. So, hey, if you're wondering how you can put together an amazing client experience, or maybe you're doing these in your business already and you're thinking about how you can innovate and change, I want to offer you a free gift. Go to my website at www.theallisonk.com forward slash mini hyphen retreat playbook. If you go to the homepage of my website and scroll to the bottom, you can punch your email address in and get it sent directly to your inbox. It's my free gift. This is my five-step process that I use in creating every experience, retreat, and event that I do in my business. And I would love to be able to share it with you absolutely free. Head to my website again, www.theallisonk.com forward slash mini hyphen playbook and grab your copy of that now. How do you primarily, you know, what are some of the things that you've done to grow your business and kind of establish yourself as the go-to expert in your niche? I have tried so many things and, you know, like I said, I'm doing all these courses, but I've also had different business coaches as well. Mm-hmm. Some with better results than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of my work comes from referrals. Yeah. You know, that's, that's usually where clients come from. I mean, you know, I'll talk to people like you on podcasts and then Mm -hmm. um, join some summits and things like that. I'm also um, been part of a, uh, a kind of healers Academy last year. And then this year I'm part of it, but I'm also one of the go-tos for people who are sort of feeling. So that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, But yeah, it's more just word of mouth, but it's different word of mouth because it's people you meet, in groups online. Mm-hmm. And- yeah. So are you able, or do you find the online space to be challenging then for your work because of the referrals? I'm sure there's no like and trust factor has to be there, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is frustrating. And there are times when you just finish working with, you know, it sometimes seems like everyone comes to the same end, you know, and you've got a time and you're just like, wow. And you can have a few months where you're like, I don't know, have I even got a business? I don't know what's going on. There's like that gap because it's online. You can't actually see. It's not like having the yoga studio where you've got, you know, the bills. Yeah, to you pay. do. You have to literally learn to operate in a different way. You really are strengthening a new muscle is the way I like to call it. You know, when you're talking about an online, you know, viable online component. Personally, one of the things that I've done in my business is, is I've evolved into what I call the hybrid business model. And that is, you know, something that I really think is the wave of the future. Mm. So that's seeing people in person and. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. So, so let's talk. I'd love to hear a little bit about your challenges being that we pretty much already went there, but let's circle back to that. So um, you were talking, I want to, I'm interested in your challenges as a business owner first, and then I want to pivot to the client side. So, you know, obviously standing out online is a challenge, right? Um, You get a lot of your business from referrals, which is the best advertising that you could possibly do. What are some other challenges that you've had and kind of pivoting from the pandemic and, and going to this, you know, more of this one-on-one model and having these groups and talk to me a little bit about that. I honestly think that tech, you know, tech's not my natural area of expertise. And I I worked with a virtual assistant for a year and she literally ghosted me just as I was launching. No way. Days before I was launching, this was a year or so ago. And I was so, 
in so deep and it I was bet. Just, I it can't was, imagine. It was so bad. And it was, I mean, yeah, it was horrendous. She was just amazing and gorgeous and adorable and just nothing. So and you never really, heard from her. She just stopped communicating with you? Literally with my logins and all of this stuff. Oh my goodness. And because I'd been leaning on her for a whole year to then try and figure out mm-hmm. how I can still go ahead. No kidding. Wow. That, that's probably my toughest thing I've ever done. Um, and also I think there's so much sales, like people selling you, you need this software, you need this, yeah. you need this, yeah. you need yeah. this, which, and not knowing enough, you're just like, yeah, that sounds great. I'll do that. Yeah, that's yeah, you don't great. know what you don't know sometimes though. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's taken a good few years now to really suss out, no, I don't want that. I'm not ready for that. You know, and learn it all. And still it's not my area of expertise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it sounds like it's just a highest and best use of your time too. You know, it's just you don't want that's just not your wheelhouse and you know that. So it's like I'm not going to give my energy to that, right? totally yeah so let's so let's go to the challenges then with your clients what are some of the challenges that you've had to navigate with with clients and helping them for lack of a better way to say it get out of their own way and you know help you know kind of show them even when they aren't ready to see it that maybe they're the ones in their way I'm just curious yeah well that comes up a lot and as you're speaking to me now what's come in is usually the block people use as a a definite yes is I need to go and speak to my husband Mm, or partner mm -hmm. about this because they're in it and they're like yes oh my god and you know just the other day I was talking to someone and she had she you know I'd sort of seen her around for a a few months and she was really struggling and then she said I want to work with you I'm gonna work with you and yes and already on the call her energy had changed she was yeah you know in her whole body yes and then she said, right, I'm going to figure out whether I'm going to do this, pay you this way or this way. And then I'll come back to you on Monday. And then then she came back and she was like, mm, I can't do it. And you just felt her whole energy yeah. deflate. Yeah. And I think my the past self would have been like, okay, no worries. See you later. I understand. But actually what I said to her was, you know what? I really sensed how you were changed. You were, yes. And when you'd given yourself this opportunity yeah. to to be a yes mm-hmm. for yourself, mm-hmm. like how different did you feel? And then right. you've gone, you've had this conversation and you've kind of reverted to, to feeling, you know, you know, to fear and insecurity and scarcity and all of that. What did she say? She said, yes, thank you for coming back to me. I totally understand what you're saying. And she said, I really want to work with you. I'm going to work with you, but I'm just going to figure a few things out my end. And then she keeps getting in touch and you know that, you know, she's coming. It's just a timing thing. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's like, she just has to, she just has to really what it sounds like for me is that she has to convince herself that it's okay to say yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's, isn't it? You can doubt, you can second guess. And especially if yeah. you're one of these people who's like been sort of flailing around and going round and round in circles for years and years and years, you know, to actually, you almost yeah. don't recognize yourself yeah. when you say yeah. yes, that's, what well, you can, ought, I think you can really sense when people are red or like right there, you can sense it. And I think you just, we just have to hold the container and hold the space. Then 
and reassure people that it's okay because I feel like right now, especially online, there's so much sliminess, for lack of a better way to say it, going on with sign up by the end of the day or I've only got one spot left or whatever, which, you know, just, you know, you're, you're either available for that or you're not. And I, I I personally believe when I talk to people, they're either for lack for pardon my French, they're a hell yes or they're not. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. And I must admit, I've been through some coaching programs where, you know, don't tell anyone how much it is and hide it all and get them on a call. And But I, I just don't want that. Yeah. You don't want that energy in your business either. No. Yeah. I'm trying to swear. So I just, you know, it's up there. If people are interested in working with me, they can actually go and see, you know, where it's gauged and feel into it. I don't want to like suddenly surprise people and make people feel awkward. You know, if people want to work with me and they can, they will. And yeah. I really value my work. I really have grown in confidence. And, you know, a few years back when I first started, it was like, I can't charge that. How can I do that? Mm-hmm. But all that. A lot of imposter guess. syndrome, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think we've all been there. Mm-hmm. We're all being really honest. I think we've been there. But I think just the key and really what's coming up for me and listening to you talk is just how incredibly important it is for us to just be authentic, you know, and yeah. own who we are and just be honest and generous and caring and just give people that container because I hate to say it, but it almost feels like the exception rather than the norm. Yeah. You know? No, and I think that's really great. You know, women, especially women who've done a lot of inner work mm-hmm. are really happy for you to refer someone and just say, do you know what? Yeah. I don't think you're for me, but like, they're going to be really great and just trust. Yeah. Cause we, all, you know, I think when more and more women get empowered and when more and more money gets into women's hands, I think that's going to be a huge. Yeah. And money, all money is, is energy. It needs to be circulated, right? Because the more we circulate it, the more good we can do with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges that you've navigated with clients once they're working with you? You know, are there any challenging situations? I'm not asking you to obviously breach any confidentiality or anything, but like, because of the fact that your experience is really very personalized based on what a client brings to you. I'm just Mm -hmm. wondering if there are any specifics around really challenging situations, events, um, you know, challenging obstacles that you've really helped people navigate within the container that you provide. So what comes up for me when you say that and ask me that is, not necessarily a scenario, but there's a type of patterning yeah. where people are really stuck in this enduring pattern. They've got so used to the way things are, mm-hmm. they're just like wearing this armor and you know, they already think it's not gonna work. They already think it's just the same old. They've just all- they've stopped believing in themselves. They've stopped believing in themselves. They stopped believing in anything. There's a little inkling because they they're on the phone to me or on Zoom to me, and they but but it's like trying to get through. So, you know, one client is quite funny, really gorgeous client. I work with, and she got referred by someone else. And the two of us were talking. I was like, you know, she's one of my trickiest clients. Not that she's not lovely or she's hard work, just that she's a really hard nut to crack. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean she was so in this enduring pattern Mm -hmm. so that she's kind of like her energy went down and there's all this space and she doubts every decision she makes and an overthinker. Yes. A doubter and overthinker. And so that's, that sort of person is 
the trickiest for me to yeah. deal with. Yeah. Yeah. So then let's pivot then to some of the wins then that you've had. So let's start on the client side first. So talk to me a little bit about how you how you navigate this and turn this into a win for a client. Yeah, I mean with that client it's the the tricky conversations, you know, and saying yeah. and she was because she was like I want to say yes to you, but can we have a get out clause at 2 months? Da, 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 da. And you know, which really what they're saying is, I don't know that I trust myself to do the work. It's really what yeah. that comes down to. It has nothing to do with you, right? No. Yeah. And I was just like, mm. and I was like, do you know what? Yes, absolutely. And I don't really do that often, but she needed that yeah. get out. So we did it. And she didn't even batter an eyelid when it came on to continue. And at the end, she was like, interesting. I really enjoy this. I'm not sure that I want to let let it go yet because I've made so much progress and all of this. Um, she so really, really tra- what you did was you took her challenge and turned it into a win for her. Yeah. By going along with her story, you basically turned it on its head. Yeah. It enabled her to get over herself. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you helped her give herself permission, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which let's be honest, in a lot of client experiences, it's just like, just goes right beyond. It's really all about sometimes, I feel like sometimes some client programs, it's all about just signing someone up to make a goal, right? Hit hit, hit your numbers or whatever. And it's not about what's best for that person. So in that particular Mm -hmm. instance, I could have seen you say, you know, I don't really operate like that. You're either in or you're not. But you were like, okay, all right, we'll do that. And yeah. it actually, and it, and it worked out because it's like, she just needed that little bit of something to kind of reassure herself. Right. Yeah. 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 And it did, you know, it wasn't a normal thing for me to have done, but I was just like, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to go along with that because yeah. everyone's different, aren't they? And you kind of have to meet people where they're at. Exactly. Yes. Like, I agree help. with that. I think my biggest win on a client front though, is when I was working with the fertility clients and I had one lady that had been trying for eight years to become a mum, and wow. she was about to give up and she was about to go to, she'd already started the adoption kind of form filling out and everything but mm. she just really felt that she was going to she really felt that she wanted to carry a baby in her womb mm-hmm. so much so much go on you know all of the miscarriage and then all of the heartache but there was one session that we did Mm-hmm. that just felt like the penny dropped for herself and it wow. was going back to her as a teenager and there was some things she some mistakes that she had made where she was left feeling irresponsible mm. and so she still had this feeling that she I mean she ran a business she was really successful she was great yeah. but there was this inner belief mm-hmm. that she didn't even know she still had she was missing something felt irresponsible yeah. Yeah. And when we found that was it, she was just like, of course, I could never be a mother if I felt like that about myself. It's the biggest responsibility in the world. Yeah, That was like the key that turned. And she was like, I'm going to go. She was going through IVF. And she was from that session, she was like, it's going to work now. I'm going to go. I'm going to try again. And I'm going to do this. And she became a mother. Wow. And- it's amazing. It was so amazing. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. It's like, I just think when we have these client stories that we can share, I think it not only reaffirms that the, we're in the right place, 
But mm-hmm. I think we also send a message to other people that in business that, you know what, we we're in this for the right reasons, you know, and, right. and this is, this was reconfirmed, reflected back to me, you yeah. know, maybe she didn't like say it in so many words, but you know, you helped her connect the dots. Yeah. And it's really interesting, isn't it? Knowing when to stop Yeah, because she thought that she was going to stop and it wasn't going to work, but if she had stopped, the the story would be different, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and it's so you amazing. also really, and it's not that you like walked her through how to do it, like a like you buy the policy manual and you read it, right? But you really helped her like navigate that so that she she connected the dots within her mind that she and was so already she, capable. She just had to believe it, right? Yeah, she was stopping us up like. Healers don't heal. They just help people return to wholeness. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. the individual does the healing themselves. Yeah. But I had another client and she was really, really, she was a single mom and, you know, her, her family tr- situation was tricky. And she was trying to make this big decision about, should I pull my kid out of school? Should we change school? Should we do this? Should we do this? And she was going over and over and over and asking mm-hmm. everyone she possibly knew mm-hmm. their opinion. And I said, listen, I will help you. Mm-hmm. To make a decision for yourself. I won't make the decision for you, but if we work together, you will be confident in the decision that you make. Yeah. Yeah. But that also takes you to be 100% certain that what you do works as well, which I think is a big problem with a lot of people who are either newer you know, and their line of work, or maybe people who have really not taken a moment to really own what makes them unique and different. You know, this is, people don't always buy the result. I mean, I think they do buy the result to some degree, but they also buy why we do what we do too. You know, I, I believe a lot of our clients are a version of ourselves from a long time ago, right? Mm -hmm. And I think we really have to embody that in the work that we do. And a lot of that comes through in the client experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I know there are other business owners listening to this and following this. And I'm just wondering for the business owner, the business leader out there, who's maybe on the edge and wondering what they're missing in their client experience or what they could do to really ensure that they deliver an amazing client experience. What piece of advice would you offer them? There's so many ways I could answer that question, but I mean, as a business owner or facilitator, I think it's self-care, looking after ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we're doing quite deep and intimate work with our clients, yes, I agree. We need boundaries mm-hmm. around how much we work. We need a structure in place so that we are not running out of energy so that we're not getting ill and we're not feeling like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this session or not. We are really in our like utmost kind of fitness for our business. Totally. I know for me, you know, single mummy with a business, if I'm not on my A game, the bills don't get paid. Yeah. You know, there's fallouts. There's so there's a lot of responsibility on you and you take that responsibility excuse me, very seriously. Yeah. And so I really have firm, firm boundaries, strong boundaries about like the container. And, you know, I always plan in a, a rest week. So when I work with clients for a month, it's three sessions and then we have an integration yeah. so that they process. I'm hearing so- that a lot more. And I think that's really smart on both ends because 
you want the client to have an opportunity to really integrate and practice, if you will, you know, a lot of the work that you're doing. Yeah. 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 And just to, yeah, just some time. But also what I've been doing lately in the past few years is really connecting to the seasons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as women, we, we cycle with the moon. And then when we get older, we don't necessarily cycle with the moon, but our energy still goes with the moon. So we're naturally more um, high energy at a full moon. We're more social. So I try and coordinate, you know, if I'm doing a launch, I'll be more expressive and chatty and people want to show up on a full moon and then integration and like lacking energy and wanting to sleep more on a, on a new moon. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun for me to be playing with the seasons like that. Yeah. And I must since I have been, you know, in different seasons in the year, like over Christmas time, we're all meant to, well, we all think we're meant to be out there and partying, but actually like what we're supposed to be doing is, you know, lighting the fire and curling up and going to bed early and sleeping longer and having less. And I think there, I think there are seasons of rest and there are seasons of work and, you know, we can't hyper-focus too much. You know, I, I I see that a lot and I'm guilty of doing that in the past myself. So as a, health and fitness professional, it it doesn't make me look very good not to see that I'm practicing what I'm preaching too. So I I hear what you're saying. But I think we all get so used to doing, doing, doing. Oh yeah. That's the default. Yeah. Yeah. And actually doing, you know, and when it's your business and it's what you love, like, you know, I've been guilty of it for many, many years, but now I think I was quite run down a few Christmases ago and I just really had to take a month off Mm-hmm. And just change the way I was going to be setting things up yeah. with some breaks, with some times to, you know, not be running a group or not just just time off so you mm-hmm. can just decompress and just let, you know, let the magical little inspired thoughts yeah. drop in. Yeah, because the the revelations and takeaways and changes don't come through us if we're constantly going. We have to, we need space right? For all of that to drop in. So we have to energetically allow ourselves that. Yes. Yeah. And saying no and signing off for the day or for a few days. Yeah. Or whatever it takes, right? Yeah. 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 So where can people find you? Online. I've got a website, Mm emma-burton.com. I'm also on Instagram. I'm um, Shakti Igniter on Instagram. Ah, You're really claiming that, aren't you? Yeah. I I even love love saying it. It just Mm -hmm. feels so powerful. Really does. And I know one of the business coaches that I've been working with is like, Emma, you literally find what it is that lights people up and like you, the ignition kind of key, which I love. That's a medicine that I'm really proud of and that can bring. And you, know, also, you wanna you wanna own what a colleague of mine calls your X factor. You want to own it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's taken me to get to a certain stage <clears throat> because I'm, you know, British and should be seen and not heard as a child growing up and, you know, mm. a shy thing. And so I've had to overcome so much yeah. stuff to actually be able to say, this is me and this is what I do. And yeah, it's a bit woo and it's a bit crazy, but it's really awesome, you know. But as long as it might, I mean, I think there's some degree of crazy in everything that people do because Mm -hmm. there are people, there are always going to be people that don't understand and they're just not your people. Yeah, yeah. There's a certain degree of freedom that comes with owning who you are. I believe that. 
definitely and not yeah. really giving yeah. too much who thinks I'm this or that yeah. also just got into TikTok oh you're <laughs> on TikTok okay I am Shaq Igniter on TikTok so I'm just just playing I love with how you're and- owning that that that's going to be like what people know you for it sounds like fantastic yes. thank yes. you so much for making time to talk to me today I really appreciate it thanks for having me on it's really of course awesome. my pleasure so Anyone out there listening or following, if you're watching this, uh, watching this video, if you're hearing this online, if what we have talked about today really resonates with you, I encourage you to reach out to Emma. You will find all of her links in the show notes below. You can go to her website. You can find her Shakti Igniter on all of her social media handles. I love how she's owning that. Um, And you can just reach out and have a conversation if you like to do that. This is exactly why I created the space on this show to have these types of conversations because we have to have conversations around what an experience actually looks like. I mean, when we do work with people, if you're a business owner, a business leader, an entrepreneur, a coach, a lifestyle healer, if you're in the health and fitness space, working with people is so much more than actually taking them through the deliverables that they buy, right? Really, the work comes when we have these types of conversations, And sometimes it's really important to match up with that right person. So if what you heard today really resonates with you, or better yet, if you have a friend or a colleague who you think really needs to hear this conversation, please copy this link and send this to them as a gift from me. If you are welcome to go to my website and do that yourself, you can find me at www.theallisonk.com. Or if you want to reach out to me via my website, myself or someone on my team will be happy to take care of that for you. Um, If you are looking to connect with me and have me feature you on a future episode and talk about your client experience, you can reach out to me via my website as well, and we will get you started on the booking process. We want to be having these conversations around client experiences. It's so much more than a transaction, folks. This is where real change happens. That's what I got for you today on the podcast. Tune in for more on the next episode. We'll see you later. Mm -hmm.